Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. Thanks for listening and remember to like, share, and comment on the content. Hit that notification tab, so you will know when new content has been uploaded. And now your host, Big VJ. Yes. 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 Never put it past a woman to do what she wants to do with who she wants to do it with. Welcome back to Real Black Content Forum Podcast. Beloved, this is indeed your brother, your uncle. Big VJ is definitely checking in, right? We hoping everybody is doing well. Been having a powerful week, along with a powerful month, along with a powerful year, right? Today's conversation, we're just going to finish up on an interview, a testimony that's been put on the table by our sister, right? Our beautiful sister, over 300 pounds, who had weight loss surgery, and she got that Instagram body, right? That more lean and mean machine body, right? You know, (laughs) she was, uh, of course, she became a lot more healthier. And with that, she became a lot more desirable. Right. So she sat down with the fam. She sat down with Breakbeat Media and she had an awesome interview. The interviewer is doing a tremendous job, good pace, good questions. He's not judgmental, good atmosphere, you know, very friendly like. And our sister began to tell her truth, right? So today we're going to listen to the last 20 minutes of her truth. Uh, if you haven't done so you can check out part one and part two we didn't want to just drown you guys with just content 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 big old long conversation right we just want to chop it up and let what she already have said cook just a little bit right so of course beloved this conversation is not for the babies you know we just want to give some time for the cheering to clear out because we're going to use some colorful language Beloved, we're talking to adults and we're going to talk about adult situation, especially when we're talking about the man, right? Because as we do this part three, you know, we want to close out strong and we also just want to just take our time and just, you know, we're going to go step by step and then we're going to talk to each other as men because I feel as though that black men in America have become more reactionary right it's not like we kind of figure out what's the trend or we get the data right or as they say down south the data and then we begin to just make a policy based on that we just don't do that we just walk it walk it along through life having a journey and then some hit us and then we just all we really know how to do is react we never put on that head of a general 
or that had of a skipper or a captain and just ran our unit, our family, our militia accordingly, right? So we're going to talk a lot about, we're going to be on man time. Let me say it that way. We're going to be on man time a lot in this conversation. Not excusing no woman, but we're going to be on man time in this conversation, right? Shout out to the Instagram family. Uh, I got all your DMs. I appreciate it. Shout out to the YouTube family. Cassandra and Groovy and everybody. You know, we appreciate you guys. Um, you know, our brother Haynesville from Instagram. I, I appreciate you, brother. I, I get all your comments, man. I read all your comments. I get them all. I appreciate it. Our brother B. Harris, you know, dropped a powerful comment that, you know, we actually going to add on to this conversation because our brother B is saying, where y'all Negroes work at? <laughs> Yo, we put something on the table about our women, the American Negro, and the hells of North America and the territory that we call the United States, our women is more accessible to men than other ethnicities. Now, that's something we put on the table, right? Because um, we don't work closely knit with Armenian women and Turkish women and Arabian women and Jewish women. You know what I mean? I wish I could take a poll. How many of you guys work next to a Jewish woman? But you work next to a sister. Because the sisters is all through all sectors of the workplace. So we got a couple of sources we're going to put on the table to talk about that. Because our brother B. Harris raised a good point. Like, Because in his walk of life, he's coming in contact with these folks. But we're going to see what's going on with the masses. He also brought out another excellent point we're going to talk about. He said, women cheat with their eyes. You dig that? Women cheat with their eyes. <laughs> and you know what, beloved? I'm going to add on to that. Because that's how it starts. It starts with their eyes. Because, you know, it is a very big difference between seeing somebody and looking at somebody. Right? Um, we can't help but to see somebody at the grocery store, see somebody at the skating rink, see somebody at the bowling alley, see somebody at the gas station. Like we can't help but to see them. But it's different when you see somebody you are attracted to and you look at them, right? You just don't, you don't see them no more. You look when that brother turn his head. You know what I'm saying? Even if he with his wife, he trying to get that quick peek over his shoulder. He looking. He trying to see. He trying to take a look at that brick house. He trying to look at that fresh water. Well, beloved, women do the same. They see men. Yeah, that's cool. They look. And when they're looking, that's something different. Now, what's going to elevate the look is, do you guys have access to each other? Because, beloved, I can assure you, if you think a woman is going to come to a job or a gym or organize or anywhere where she meets you at where she got access to you and just cheat with her eyes every day and it's not gonna go no further than that she just got all of this self-control all of a sudden <laughs> then beloved that's something we can have a conversation about and i think we will right how about we do that um let's put this on the table from a law firm and pulled this from a law firm and um 
you know, the sources that we use, I'm always just put the links just in case you just want to look over and peek and take a look. We're going to do something by uh, JMB Law Firm. And they provided us with the top five places in which affairs occur. Right? Because what we want to do, we're going to just take our time. And as a family, we're going to put the data on the table. And then we're going to create some kind of policy that we can do to help curve what's actually what's happening in the village with our women. Workplace, beloved, is the number one place for affairs. Then it's the gym. Then it's the social media. Then it's the bonding, right? We call that organizations. You know, you you're bonding with somebody at a common cause. Right, you just feel the need to go donate some time at the Salvation Army. Uh, you feel the need to donate some time at the Goodwill. You feel the need to donate some time at the Black Love, uh, Black Lives Matter, other, uh, you know, one of these organizations. And then while you're there, you meet up with something that you didn't intend to meet up with, but y'all got to looking. Y'all got to cheating with your eyes first, and then after you got through cheating with your eyes. And hanging around each other for 8 hours, 10, 12 hours, a whole shift. Every other weekend, the weekend, something else begin to happen. Right? Last but not least in the top five places for affairs, according to the law firm now, it's the church house. Isn't that interesting? You go to the church house, right? Sisters is going to get delivered. And they end up walking out with another D. Right, they get some other D. They get the, <laughs> the you know, they, they, they go to get one D, and somebody end up dropping another D on them in the process. So this is top five, right? May not be Reverend Pochop, right? But Deacon Chitlin, he might be a little fresh, you know, when he's shaking your hand after the service. Come on, y'all act like you know how those guys, you know, you see them in the back, right? You know, they they. You know, when the sisters is good looking, they kind of, the hug get a little bit, it's a little tighter, right? Deacon Chitlin, he just holding a little bit, a little tighter. And then the, the handshake from Pastor Pochop, it gets a little longer sometimes. It's a little longer than what, and then you, you know, it ends up going somewhere, beloved. Actually, we made podcasts about pastors, you know, dropping that D on the married sisters. Church house, and we may have to revisit that conversation in the future. So let's take a look at where our women work at. Right? Let's see what woman or women is the most accessible out of all women in the country, in the hills of North America, right? And we can go to the um we can pull up any BLS report, that's the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, or we can go to AmericanProgress.org. And it will show you clearly that among all adult women that's working, all ethnicities, if you do it by percentage-wise, 60% of black women are more likely to be in the workforce than any other ethnicity. And they are. Out of the percentage base, 60% of them. Every time you see a block of 100 black women, 60 of them is at a job somewhere. Now, Asian women is, is not too far. It's like right behind, like 58%. And then you see the so-called white woman. She's 56%, right? Okay, but now we got to go into what are they doing when they get these jobs? 
black women typically be in five occupations more than any other rest of the groups, right? And then black women don't make as much because the average salary of black women in the hills of North America and the territory that we call the United States is thirty dollars to $36,000, right? That's a 21% drop from the so-called white woman. That's a bigger drop from Asian women because Asian women, they predominantly work in management and professional fields. And then when they spill over to the entrepreneur side where they take on occupations like they're manicurists, they're pedicurists, you know, uh, they sell hair, they sell beauty products. And then on the, um, when they come back to the other side of the workforce, they're software developers. We're talking about the women. They're developing software, they're computer programming. Uh, then they got a big hand in financial investment and, you know, investment analysts. And they do this kind of shit. So they're kind of like somewhere else where they're not really accessible. And if they are accessible, they're accessible as like to high-end, powerful men. But they're not around the common blue-collar men. They're not there. But you know who is there? Shamika is there. Tamika is there. Lakeisha is there. Laquana is there. Even though black folks as a whole, we make up like 12% of all the employed workers. We have several detailed occupational categories that we are overrepresented in. Right? So this is transportation. This is nursing. This is security guards. This is home health aides, right? Now, if we just take a look at where black women just we just regularly go to work every day, our sisters, our queens, our mothers, our aunties, right? Even maybe big mama, right? They're restaurant workers. They're there. It's access. There's uh they're distro workers now. You find sisters, they all at Costco's. They at Walmart. Now they're not overrepresented in management where you can't get to them, where it could be like a a different kind of I don't want to lose my job fucking with this dude. They're not there yet. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them, a lot of our sisters made it to management, but most of the bulk of our sisters, remember, they're in that 30 to $36,000 category. They're in the worker B section. So when they're working at Costco's and Walmart and Amazon, they're working right next to, you know what I'm saying? So also, they're at the post office, they're at the manufacturing plant, automotive, chemicals, they're at the refinery. They're in the United States military. We're talking about black women, our wives, the, the spouses, the women, the wives. Don't you know, beloved, black female truck drivers are the fastest growing block, female block that's in commercial driving. Even though if you took a every so every time you see, let me say it this way, because I think it'd be easier. Every time you take a 5% block of female truck drivers, 1% of them is a black, they're black women. That's crazy, beloved. Now, I'm just showing you a pattern how our women is working hand in hand next to men all the time, right? All of the time. The truck driving thing kind of got me. Out of 5%, that's all women of all classes, all ethnicity. One percent, a big old block of them, and sisters got their CDL now. They in the truck, they getting money. 
Now, if Minister Farrakhan, right, the brother minister out of Chicago said to us, he said, yo, data dictate policy. If the lawyers, if law firms are standing on it and saying, well, you know, the number one place for affairs is the workplace. Black man, my question to you is, what do you have in place to keep that co-worker off your old lady? What do you put in place? See, as a man, beloved, our job is to provide, protect, instruct, avenge, and revenge. How do you how do you protect your family in this situation? How do you protect your militia? How do you protect them? How do you protect your army? How do you protect your tribe? Your family is your legacy. Your family is what out of your family comes your dynasty. But if the data says the workplace is the number one hotspot, what are we doing as fathers and husbands to protect our family? The wife being the most important piece of our dynamic. What are we doing to make sure we're setting them up for success to keep our tribe intact what are we doing right i think that's a valid question right what are we doing are we talking to our wives about this like what are we doing um let me say it this way right the last thing a father and a husband want to do is lose anybody underneath his jurisdiction to the streets. Do we agree with that as men? Can we agree on that? We don't want to lose. So it's important that we have to teach our children about the dangers of doing drugs. About the dangers of experimenting drugs. But how do we do that? Do we just send them out in the street every day to say, hey, they'll figure it out because they, ju- they just should know better. They're my children. They should just know better. Or do we have to sit down with them repeatedly and talk to them about, hey, man, don't y'all be trying this kind of shit, that kind of shit, this kind of shit. We bring up the conversation and we sit because this is the streets now. See, the thing that a black man got to understand, because, see, the problem with us is that many of us as black men operate on power, sex and ego. All men in general, but we just talking to our family. We talking to our tribe, our camp. So we got to put that on the table. So we got power, sex, and ego. We just, now it can go both ways, but sometimes it go the other way where it don't go <laughs> where we think it should go. So, you know, sometimes in a man, he the ego is not there for him to sit down and talk to his wife about the dangers of getting dicked at the job. His ego is not even there. His ego is not there to sit down and have a conversation about, baby, you got to be careful. You might get dicked down at the gym. You got to be careful with your social media because niggas are trying to put that dick on you because you know what the reality is? See, the streets always want your family. Your ego can't be big enough, that big, where you can't really see as a man that the streets always want your family. Just because you have teenage children that's not on drugs, just because you have young adult uh, children that's not on drugs, hell, just because you got grandchildren that's not on drugs, that doesn't mean the streets didn't want them. They wanted them as potential weed customers. They wanted them as potential 
appeal customers. They wanted them as potential crack customers. But you know what? A conversation had to be had somewhere. We got to sit down. You can't let the streets tip your family. Don't you know, beloved, as a man, the streets want your wife? Don't you know that? Black man, I'm talking to you. Don't you know the streets want your wife? Don't you know somebody right now want your wife, bro? If they can't get her fully, if they can just fuck her, they'll be, they'll be cool with that. That's a reality. Every day you got to wake up knowing that. Every day you wake up, you got to know the streets want your kids. Every fucking day. Not every other day. They want your children. Every day. Don't you know, black woman, the streets want your man? Sisters, I'm talking to you. Don't you know, black woman, the streets want your husband. Somebody is sitting in the cut looking at your husband saying, damn, I want him. If they can take him all away, they'll be happy with that. But if they can just fuck him, they'll be cool with that too. So what are you doing to prevent this from happening? What kind of conversations are you doing? What kind of like things that you have put in place? Black man, what kind of structure do you have for your family to make sure everything will be cool? Because sometimes, beloved, you know, we know if somebody just want to do this or want to do that, they'll do it. But we also know now if you have a structure, if you have a structure, that can change up the momentum of a lot of shit. Yo, check this out, right? How about we do it this way? You know, beloved, um, we finna play the video in a second, right? We just chopping it up with the nephews. The unfortunate thing about podcast land is everybody's an alpha man. Everybody's an alpha male. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got this, this alpha streak, this alpha tribe. Nobody's talking to the brothers about putting things in place to keep the family together. And how do you bounce back if something go left? Nobody is teaching our nephews about programming, deprogramming, and reprogramming. Because you're the man in the house. You're the head, right? All right. When something goes wrong in the body and you are the head, you got to know how to program, deprogram, and reprogram. If you're the head, the wife and kids is the body. Can you divorce your kids? Little Junebug fucking up. You say, man, this shit ain't it, man. This nigga too hard-headed for me. I'm finna goddamn. Or you keep catching niggas jumping the window. And your daughter, your daughter, she a little wild. You know what I'm saying? She, <laughs> she love to have some good experiences. When you keep catching your daughter to do some shit you don't like, when you pull it to the side, you divorce her? How does that work? Because that's your body. You're the head of the body. You catch your, you catch your old lady doing some funny style shit. You just say, hey, I'm going to get rid of it. You're going to cut your arm off because she's a part of the body. What part of the body? I don't know. Maybe she's the leg in your family. Maybe she's the arm in your family. Will you just get rid of her? And how do you do? You go get another piece to backfill it? Like, how does that work? This is just being real. Like, how does this shit even work? If the head is the head, the head got to know how to program, deprogram, and reprogram some shit. Ain't that what happened when the athlete, he messed up his Achilles? He had to sit down and figure it out. He can't say, hey, man, cut this motherfucker off. I'm going to divorce this piece of my leg. I'm going to give me another one. <laughs> These niggas love divorce, goddamn. They love that shit. They running down. They making them crackers rich trying to get 
okay okay i i totally understand but i'm saying like where was the talks at before this happened this of uh, some reactionary shit or you you gotta sit down and you discuss this because we know as men the streets want our family so what are we doing to prevent that that is the biggest question i have like because minister minister stay again the data for the data as they say down south it should dictate the policy it should dictate how we what we do going forward going back to a point i was gonna make earlier we listened to we did a content we did some content on video one and two right all right so let's just talk about one and two see man we got to have structure because we the head right so we got to have structure we got to put structure we got to put our family in the position to win but we have to know that we have to have a thorough knowledge of self god and the devil right we have to know what our enemies look like we have to know what we're up against so so often on this podcast i refer to the men as generals because a general can't just wake up and just think everything is cool a general had to put things in place about how do you put things together in wartime how do you do things to protect how do you lessen the casualty rate so you have to have a structure a general is going to build a structure to lessen the casualty rate i was listening to the queen talk i think it's in part two of the video when she was talking about how things were getting hot and heated with a co-worker right when she was talking about how things were getting hot and heated with the co-worker you know what i was just paying close attention to structure i was like man this is an interesting structure right the day that she got busted for fucking off on her husband she was actually coming home at four in the morning let's cook on that a little bit she's coming home at four in the morning bro all right i'm gonna share something with you in my personal life i've been with my wife for 24 years she haven't earned enough brownie points to come in this motherfucker at four in the morning it, it, it'll never happen i got a different kind of structure over here she can't come in this motherfucker past midnight <laughs> you know what i'm saying different kind of structure oh I, I do you one better 8 p.m it's not happening bro i don't have that kind of structure and i'm 24 years deep how do you be married less than five years and your old lady have no structure when she give the testimony she's like ah oh, I was going out to lunch with the guy and we went out to dinner and we was going to nice hotel rooms. She said, nice hotel rooms. You know, hotel rooms have short stays. She's not at the short, she's kicking it. Like she's hanging out with buddy all the time, all in public kicking. I'm not putting a no, no man. But I'm like, bro, that structure is, that ain't there, bro. See my structure, I don't I don't have the uh the girls trips and you can go on a uh <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't got the girls trip structure. I don't got the we can go all over the no 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 no. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know when the most high designer made Adam, you know what he gave Adam? He gave Adam a passenger. No, Eve is. Eve is the passenger. She didn't get there to call no shots. <laughs> Eve was there to be underneath a structure. What happened when she got underneath that uh, or got beside herself and got out of that structure? See, she do her own thing. She can talk to other male voices and all that. And then guess what? The whole paradise is gone now. Because Adam 
even though the structure was already made and put together for him, Adam slipped, bro, because Adam didn't put his old lady underneath that structure. He let her do what she wanted to do, bro. Right? I don't know how a man can be married. And this, the queen was talking, beloved, and she was like, well, he didn't have a passcode to my phone and all this. I'm like, how is that possible? Y'all married, right? That's like, right, hey, right after you, you know, that's some shit that you do, beloved. Right after you had the marriage ceremony, and shorty turn around and she throw that, what they call that? Did she throw that bouquet? Boom. Hey, baby girl, I'm glad you did that. Before we hit the honeymoon, hey, let me make sure we get, we finna share all, we finna share all social media platforms together. We finna share a bank account together. We finna share emails together. This is a structure. When you put a structure in place, it doesn't guarantee nothing, but it minimizes casualties, I can tell you that. That's what generals do. Yo, maybe I should say it this way, right? Check this out. Man, I know guys from the avenue. Man, them niggas love smoke weed, bro. You know niggas from back home, man. You know niggas from the neighborhood. <laughs> they love us some good dosha. You know what I'm talking about? They love good dosha all the way up until they got to get a certain kind of job, right? There's some kind of places of employment that they piss test you once. And then as soon as you get in that motherfucker, they don't really piss test you no more. You all good. They don't piss test you no more. That job is not requiring a lot of structure. But then there's other jobs that's very like intensive. They need you. So they piss you two or three times a week. Now that's different. That's a different kind of structure. Now, let's just say you clean up your act long enough to just get the job. You go back to smoking because you just got the job already. Like, I'm good. Because that structure allows you to do fuck shit. But let's just say the same person goes to the other job and he take that piss test to get in. And then he learned, hey, man, they do three randoms a week. See, that structure is not there for him. To, even when he get weak, even when he go to the birthday parties, even when he go to the clubs, even when he go to the strip club and they passing that doja around, he's going to sec. He, he wants to do it. But he's going to second guess and say, nah, I ain't going to do it because the structure is not there for him to take the chance because he get pissed three times a week. I always tell nephews, I appreciate you guys hanging out with your uncle, but beloved, when women fuck off, they fuck off in their path. They don't go out of their path. Black women are the laziest cheaters on the planet. If you look at their just look at that where they go on a day-to-day, -day, right? If they go to, to the gym or they go to the job or they go to the grocery store. Let's say uh, the grocery store day is a Thursday or it's a Saturday. They just go off by themselves two or three hours to the grocery store, then they come back. When they meet that new nigga, they put him in the path that their structure is on that you allow. And they put him on the routine that they already have. Now, if your shorty ain't got no routine, she playing this, oh, I'm grown. She can come where she want to go. She can leave where she want to go. She can leave work, go over homegirl house, go over mama house, a sister, friends, a cousin. She could just do her own thing. And y'all talk back and forth on the phone. That's cool. When she start fucking off, that's gonna, he gonna, she going to fit that nigga right into that routine. And it's going to be easy to squeeze a man because look at all the freedom she got. So what happened to most men when you look at the other style of the statistics is women start cheating after 35. Now, let's do the math. If they're fucking up after 35, by this time, they've been married, what, 10, 15 years, a lot of them already. So they, they earned your trust. 
they're safe with you. You like, oh man, she ain't never did this. She ain't she good. She good money. She's always good money until she's not. Because now you're so blinded, you have no structure. You're blinded by the trust. When this sister said she came home, beloved, at four in the morning, I'm not one to judge no man now. But if we all military generals, right, we all look at ourselves as great generals over our families, then we got to put it on the table that, well, some of these niggas is four stars. (laughs) Some of these niggas is three. Some of these niggas is two. Some of these niggas are just major lieutenants. They at the bottom. They ain't up there to generalship yet. Because look at the unit. Look how the unit is running. Niggas coming to PT when they get ready. Niggas leave and go to child when they get ready. <laughs> niggas wear their own uniforms when they get ready. Where's the uniformity? Where's the structure? There's no, there's no structure. We talked enough. Let's play the video. Right? Because I felt as though we want to be extra today, brother. We just don't. Yeah. We want to take our time, man, and just speak to our nephews and young men in this game. Because uh, the unfortunate part is that nobody is talking about this. You know, young men are so green, they think when a, uh, they old lady fuck off, it's their fault. They be like, oh, man, it's my fault. And, you know, this and that. I'm like, no, nigga, it ain't your fault. But there's things we can do to minimize the casualty rate. Well, tell me what happened. And when she started doing this and doing that and the story get real loose, like, damn, dog, you ain't really have no structure. Anybody could have just, you just opened up the door for her to goddamn, you know, all right, let me say it this way. Let me say it this way. Um, For everybody that's married, that's listening, you love your wife, you love her, you adore her, do you cherish her? All right, I want you to stop. I want you to think about another man dropping that dick on your old lady right now. Boom, I want you to think about it. How did that make you feel? Just think about it. How did that make you feel? All right. Now, I'm your brother, VJ. I'm your uncle, VJ. Now, just think for a minute. I'm trying to put this dick on your bitch. What you put in place for me to stop it? I'm in shape. I'm handsome. We work together. Boy, I got eight hours of a time. Now, if she's good looking to you, boy, she's going to be real good looking to me. And I see her coming to work every day at Walmart, at Home Depot. You see how them sisters dress up there? That's your old lady. And maybe she don't dress like that, but you know what? I can see she curvy. And I'm with her every day from 8 to 10 to 12 hours. What did you put in place for me not to get that pussy now? Because I'm going to flirt with her every fucking day. I'm going to tell her how beautiful she is. I might even buy a few lunches. You know what I'm saying? I might even just kind of like fuck your shit up. I might just be like, hey, how was your birthday? How was your Christmas? How was your Valentine's Day? Hey, yo, check this out, you know. Did you teach your wife not to take money from men? I got to ask you, beloved, did you ever tell your wife never take money or gifts from men that's not you? You didn't? That's cool. You know why? Because I'm going to put a little change on a little bitch. I'm going to put some change on her. I'm going to throw a few dollars. 
Not only that, I'm gonna take a look at her nails, right? And then I'm gonna say, listen, I got a um, I got a little homegirl. Her name is Malika. And I want you to go down there when you get a chance. Tell her I sent you. And she'll get your nails tightened up. Oh, you don't know Malika? Oh, look, let me give you an Instagram, right? The Instagram page is called Ultimate underscore Hustler, right? Hustler with four A's. And go take a look at some of the work. And if you like it, go down there and get your nails done. And just tell her, you know, tell her I sent you. Because, see, the nails that she do, you ain't going to really be able to get nothing under two, $300. Because all the work she kind of do, it's going to cost about two, 300 But don't worry about it because I got you, baby. Girl, just go have a good time. You know what I'm saying? How can you ever repay me? Well, look, I know you, you know, I know you're in a situation, know you made everything, but um, if you're willing to go on a spy date with me, then I think we'll call it even, right? But until then, just something about that smile, man. I love to see you smile when you're around. You got such great energy, great aura. I mean, your husband is a lucky man. So check this out. Every time we get paid, I want you to come to me and I'm going to put a little bit, you know, some on top of the check you already got. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I've been here a little longer than you and I just I just think you're a great person. I just want to be a blessing to you. That's all I want to do. You know, this is, is that cool? Because I don't want to like overstep. I just want to bless you. And that's it. I ain't, you know, if we can just do that and then we can do a spa date every now and then and just relax and chill with each other. That's all I'm looking for. Now, you think that'll work on your broad? Oh, let me guess. It may not work because, you know, I looked at the survey that we put on the podcast and some people say, well, it's just not in certain men and it's just not in certain women to cheat. And I'm not going to challenge that. Right. But what I will say is this. See, I know the secret of a woman, beloved. I know every woman's secret. Shh, I know their secrets. And you know what a woman's secret is? I know a woman got three personalities, right? I know they have a personality that they display when they're around their husband. I know they got another personality that they display when they are around men that they are not attracted to. But you know what I also know? They got that third personality. And I know how they act when they get around men that they are attracted to. So here's a question I got for you, Mr. Hubby. Have you ever seen your wife in the presence of, a, in the company of a man that she's attracted to? Have you ever seen it? You never seen it before? Oh, yeah, she never told you that she, y'all don't have that kind of relationship. Y'all talk like that. Y'all tell each other who's nice looking, who's not, who's this and that. Y'all don't do that with each other perfect i'm glad you don't because that's gonna make me look even you know but trust me i know her secret and beloved i'm cool with keeping a secret matter of fact i'm gonna do this one better for your wife when i ask her what kind of food that she like you know i gotta set up at the condo that you know i got a partner you know he cook at with chris I got another partner. He cook at Benny Hines downtown. And you know what? They have no problem, beloved, coming to the crib and putting something together for us in person. Now, have you ever got a chef, you know, 
You ever had a chef come over to your crib and prepare something for you or the wife, or you got her cooking every day when she get off work? Because when she come over to the condo and fuck with this pee, then you know, I'm gonna make sure she's treated accordingly, right? Now, I'm gonna stop right there. Don't you know this happen every day? Most women that get fucked by the co-worker, they eventually give in to him. Because he's there every day. And he's no nuisance because they're attracted to each other. Now, let me ask you a real serious question. Do you blame her for getting fucked by the co-worker now? Or do you blame yourself because you didn't want her? All right, let, let me say this. Let me say this way. You have grown men in your family that's going to jail. Because it happens. It's unfortunate. We all got that family member that we love that's going to the penitentiary. That's that's in the penitentiary. And you know what we tell them? Hey, you know what? When you get to jail, niggas going to offer you shit when you get there. They're going to offer you tissue. They're going to offer you candy. They're going to offer you cigarettes. They're going to offer you a bunch of shit, some noodles. But, beloved, don't take nothing from nobody. Because you're going to have to pay that back if you get it from them. Now, don't you find it interesting that we'll tell another man what to watch out for. But, you know, we won't even tell our own wives who we love so much, who we know we run around publicly as men. So I'm like, oh, man, if I catch her fucking off, I'm going to get rid of the bitch. I'm, okay, I'm not challenging that, brother. That's your thing. I get it. Everybody got their own, you know, their own cutoff point. They own breaking point. I get it. But at least tell me you communicated this to your own before it happened. Tell me at least you communicate that it could be some stumbling blocks and niggas going to do certain things and you had to look out for it. At least just tell me that. At least just tell me that you had the general hat on and you was looking out. Just tell me that. Don't tell me you just had your old lady out here all willy nilly. Green as a motherfucker. Because you know what the Sharks is looking for? The Sharks is on land. And the Sharks looking for something green and slow. The Sharks is looking for turtles, beloved. And you know, when we watch this interview, you know what we see? (laughs) Somebody that was green and slow, beloved. But she had no warning. I guess she should have just already knew, huh? I guess she just... She don't need safety briefings, right? She don't need to be briefed on what to look out for. Every company in the entire country is giving safety briefings for their employees. They don't give a fuck if she's been there 5 years, 10, 15, 20. Not you. They say marriage is a business, but you're running something different over there. You can go 5, 10, 15, 20 years and never have an incident at any of these military bases. But you know what? Those guys still going to be at the front gate checking out these before you come in because it's the structure. You see how it kind of look when there's no structure? You think women is going to turn down money? Did you talk to your wife about turning down money? See, men, we have to talk to each other like this. Because we think everything is sweet. But if you know this means so much to your marriage that your wife stay in pocket, 
why don't we start coaching our wives and put them in a position where we can help them that they do stay in pocket and not get out of pocket? How about we just do that? What you what have you been telling your old lady to stop me from getting that far in a conversation? See, I got eight hours with it, bro. See, like my brother B. Harris say, see, she cheating with her eyes, bro. She already looking at me. So now I'm looking at her. It's one thing for her to just be looking at me, cheating with her eyes. Well, I'm cheating back. Now I'm finna talk back now because you looking. What do you think is going to happen between them for, to stop me from putting this dick on, Shouty? Because the fact that you know y'all was 12? Oh, the fact that you, oh, you know, ah, ah. We've been guessing we're 16, bro. You know, niggas love this. Ah, ah. You know, six. this is my high school sweetheart. What niggas love that one? Oh, they're my high school sweetheart. They're my college sweetheart. You know, they're my college. She went to the mosque with me. <laughs> she went to the church with me. Yeah, nigga, but now she work with me. And I see them hips and them lips on there, and I, I want her. I want a piece of that action. And she's looking at me now. And I'm looking back. What do you think finna happen? Straight up. Like, what do you think finna happen? You know what's finna happen. <laughs> you goddamn know what's finna happen. So the question is, why is she here? If you know this is happening, why is she? You think your old lady is attractive? You think nobody's going to hit on her up there? What kind of relationship did y'all got that you talk about? Did she come home and tell you about the co-worker that she is attracted to? Or y'all don't have that kind of relationship? Or your ego is so big, you don't even see it. Hell, your ego is so big, shit. Your old lady can stay out at 4 in the morning, goddamn. It was cool for her to stay out at 4 in the morning. Because your ego is that big. No structure. Sometimes the ego swings one way and sometimes that motherfucker swing another way. Just say, nah, we ain't gonna, we're not doing that. Y'all think on that question, I'm gonna come back to it all throughout the podcast. I'm coming back to it, but we're gonna let the sister talk. Like I said, he's married, um, remarried, and we're family. We take care of my daughter. We keep her as the focus, and we don't really talk about that anymore. A part of you must want him to be, like, cruel about it, right? And that's the thing, right? So through him, I learned what true love really is, like true agape love, because after everything I did to him, he is still so kind to me. He is, he could be such a monster co-parent. He could be such an asshole. He could, I'm blessed. Yeah, I'm just like, in your position, I would be like, curse me out. You know, like tell me, like Curse me difficult. out something. Make, <laughs> that made me feel worse. Yeah. Because the more and more information he got about my infidelity after it was all said and done, the more I wanted him to just, I, I felt horrible. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be punished. Mm -hmm. And he just killed me, literally killed me with kindness. Mm -hmm. If killed me with kindness was a person, it would be. Hold on, let's stop right there, right? Let, let's stop right there. When you marry, fellas, who team is it? 
is it uh is it your team or is it y'all team who team is it right because the queen said she felt like she wanted uh him to fuss at her and cuss at her because she did so much foul shit during the match right you know all i can say to that is this if your bitch ain't got no instruction she headed for self-destruction that's all i can tell you bro if your bitch ain't got no instruction she's headed for self-destruction this woman said she felt like that side nigga was in love with her if you want something green and slow bitch you better go get a motherfucking turtle and that side nigga came to that job and he seen Holmes' wife as a fucking turtle. She was so green that she think a side nigga would actually fucking love her. Greener than a motherfucker. Ain't, ain't gonna make no difference him fussing at you now. You supposed to got the game beforehand. You know what, shorty? <laughs> you should have been underneath some structure. That's what you should have been underneath. The crazy thing about her telling the story is that the husband that divorced her, he ran off and married somebody else, right? All right, beloved, I'm going to share this piece of game with you because, you know, this, I'm not a big old fan of uh, remarriage. I ain't a fan of divorce. I'm damn sure I ain't no fan for, for remarriage because I always feel like shit, you still married to the first wife. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even if you get a second wife, let me say this way, you still married to the first wife if she's still alive. But dig though. How many of y'all been watching Will Smith lately? You know what I'm talking about? And he with Jada. This is his second wife. Y'all know that, right? All right. There's a piece of me that like Will because Will kind of stand up for marriage and he taking some, you know, going through some things with a woman, right? And he's a, to a certain extent, he's a representation of black love, right? In the very same breath, see, when you leave your first wife, these niggas be thinking that the grass is going to be greener when they get this new bitch. And if you don't got the art down packed of programming, deprogramming, and reprogramming, there's no guarantee that the new bitch or the quote-unquote new wife won't run you more racket than the first one could have ever did. Because, you know, sometimes men got this thing like, you know... um, the bitch gonna come tailor-made and programmed just for you like you didn't have to do no work brother if you're gonna be committed to this marriage game you're gonna do some deprogramming and then here's the other thing that men don't talk about what are the chances are you divorcing a woman and getting remarried in less than five years you know what that kind of man that's kind of like some emotional shit i feel like from a man because there's no way you choosing these broads based on your purpose. That means you don't even know your purpose. When you don't know your purpose as a man, a motherfucking woman would jump up and marry you because all you're going to do is fulfill her purpose. She's going to be talking about her happiness and now you got to be running around trying to fix her happiness. And that happiness game is a fucking bottomless pit. You'll be working on that shit forever because you got you a new bitch, but you ain't get it in your purpose. <laughs> man, I'm gonna tell you something, man. Mr. Muhammad, man, he shared something with us. I'm gonna tell you some cold shit. 
it was profound, but I thought it was kind of pimpish at the same time. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad, peace be upon him, he said one time that a man got to be in control of his wife. Dig that, right? A man got to be in control of his wife. So the brother's thinking he talking about like just strong arm and the man handling the bra, right? No, it wasn't what he talking about. The way he explained control, we're talking about Mr. Hamid, is that he said, Brethren, don't you know that the sun controls all nine planets? Because the sun is operating in its purpose. When you are operating your purpose, all nine planets have to submit <laughs> to the will, jurisdiction, and law of that sun, that one sun, because the sun is in its purpose. That was cold. That was some cold shit to me. I was like, well, damn. <laughs> I keep telling the brothers, I say, man, we need everything we need. We got in our own village. We ain't got to run all around the world and chase foreigners down to get their religion. Our own ancestors and elders gave us this game. Don't you know, beloved, those nine planets. They need the sun because the sun gives the light, the heat, which is, we know, energy, right? But the sun can't do that if it's not operating its purpose. That's how I come I look at, I look at a man that way. Damn, you can divorce and remarry, divorce. Man, some niggas be like, oh, this is my fourth wife. This is my fifth wife. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Take you some time and discover your purpose. Because there's no way you're adding these passengers. Your wife, we love these wives. They just in our journey. They just in the journey with us. You know what I mean? Like, she's just a passenger. She's a co-pilot. Like, they're coming along for the ride. But they can't come in along for the ride unless you know where the fuck you going. Because if she's just sitting in the car with you, she's not going along for the ride. She's just sitting in the car because you ain't really doing nothing. And you know what women do when they sit in the car too long? They get bored, bro. And she get to sit in that car. She's going to start playing with the phone. And she's going to start looking all around out the window. And she's just standing in one spot. Because you're not even operating your purpose. You're not even going nowhere. And you know what she's going to do while she's sitting in the car with you? As your passenger, she's looking at the car that's moving and going somewhere. And she's going to say, you know what? I just want to ride with them for a little while. Even if it's just around the block. Even if it's just around the block. Even just up the street and back. And then, before you know it, they in a car with another nigga just going around the block. We're going to let it keep playing. It would be him. To this day. Mm. Till this day, he's super respectful. Doesn't he mean. don't go there with me. Oh. But he don't fuck with me either. Right? Mm -hmm. If it ain't got nothing to do with my daughter, hey. it's a wrap. He's a sweet person. He's a good friend. We have our little birthday parties, Christmas, and that's it. That's it. The rat. Strictly business. Strictly business. Very kind. Who do you go back and tell that girl that shows up to the hotel room and says, you know what, we about to take this ride? What, what would you go back to her and say? It ain't worth it. Don't do it. Don't do it, Miss Sealy. <laughs> Don't do it. Run for your life. You'll regret it. That's what I would tell my old self. What would she say back to you? 
you're right, but I'll be back. <laughs> you're right, but I just one more time. Just one more time. Yeah, yeah. So you would say this is a regret? Definitely a regret. Um, I would say, you know how people always say if I could go back and do all things over, I wouldn't change a thing because it makes me who I am as a person. Everybody says that. Amen. No, <laughs> I don't feel that way. I feel totally opposite of that. If I can go back and change some things, I would. Mm. I would. I would definitely change. I would never want to hurt my best friend. Mm. You know, I hurt him. Mm. I would never have done some of the things I did if I knew then what I know now. Mm. Yeah. Yo, let me give you some game with that. Um... She didn't know the game. That's me giving you the game on that. She never knew the game. She never knew beforehand that co-workers was going to bite at her. She never was coached up. She didn't go to work like, oh, I see this coming. See, my husband told me about this shit happens because, okay, I know it's going to happen now because I was already told by now. Nah, I'm cool. You know, it's kind of like you do with your daughters before she go to high school. Be like, look, baby girl, you're going to meet your little nigga up in there. He's going to say this and say that, but this nigga just doing it. He don't. It's all bullshit. This is what young guys do. And then your daughter go out there and she say, oh, sh you know what, daddy? I went to that. I was talking to goddamn uh, Jabrigo and he did just what you told me to do. You know, he did. Or maybe I should say he did just what you said he was going to do. He was saying this and he was saying that and blase blase. So men know instinctively because the streets want your family. They know you got to give your daughter a certain kind of talk. And then in this talk, you say, this nigga going to tell you this, this nigga going to tell you that. And you're going to feel like this and you're going to feel like that. But this is what it is. Now, this is what that does. It is a very big difference, beloved, than having somebody that's disrespectful and somebody that's naive. See, that's like two different things. My grandfather used to always say, he said, a woman would show a little respect in being disrespectful, right? But a naive broad can't do that because she don't really know no better, right? She don't know what respect, she don't know what structure is. So my grandfather had this saying, he said, it only take five minutes and a man got to work, right? The old timers had a saying that wives cheat in the daytime they couldn't cheat at night you know why because our grandfathers and our great grandfathers structures didn't allow they was at the house so whatever the fuck they did they had to hurry up and do it because it took five minutes and the man had to go to work but there's no time to build no bond with no nigga they not going with no nigga having any lunches shorty time awesome they had lunches a couple of dinners he bringing flowers and you know, they were hanging out so much so that she testified to the extent that she said she had more freedom than the fucking guy she was cheating with. She can get out more than he did. Just let that cook. Let's cook on that a little bit. I want you to let that cook on your stove, too. Let that cook a little bit. Like, can you imagine that kind of shit? Brother, is you out of your mind? See, the thing about men, and I keep going to this. The black man is underneath sex, power, and ego. His ego is so big, he can't see it happening. Man, I had an old school nigga spill his guts to me, right? You know, and I, I'm never going to like laugh at nobody's pain because it's just not, it's not with that. I'm not with that kind of shit. 
he said something to me that he caught his old lady hand in a cookie jar, right? They were married over 20 years. And he said to me, I didn't even think she would feel comfortable getting naked in front of another dude. That fucking statement blew me away. I was like, what? I didn't think she would feel comfortable even getting naked in front of another man. Bro, she won't. She been, she been married for 20 years, 25 years. 30, no, she's not going to be comfortable getting, in, getting naked in front of another man. She's going to be very fucking comfortable, though, getting naked in front of a man she's attracted to. Very fucking comfortable. It's going to be very easy for her to do that. That's it. But the talks beforehand, when you start asking men, well, what was the talk before? Don't you know the a fucking pimp won't even put the hole on the blade without coaching her up saying, other pimps going to be hitting at you, bitch. Keep your head down. Get daddy's money. This is what it is. Sock it to a pimp's pocket. Because if he ain't careful, another nigga going to come get your bitch and put it underneath new management. You're going to get that call. Hey, man. I ain't got your bitch over here, bro. And this is what it is, man. So how we going to handle it? Man, come on by and pick up the clothes. Now, it's nothing like getting that call from one pimp to another. You know, the side nigga and side chick game, it ain't no call with that. Nigga fucking your bitch and he fucking your bitch in secret. Because she ain't got no real structure. She can hang out all time of the day. And she's building feelings with a motherfucker. How much feelings can you build if a bitch got an hour worth of time free? Uh, 30 minutes worth of free time every day. How much feeling you think a bitch can build in 30 minutes? Not y'all bitches. Y'all bitches got, I'm grown. And I can do what I, and this is my phone. And I can, you know, ain't nobody got the passcode to my phone. And I got my own email address and all this and all that. And I'm like, bro, you got to be out your mind. Yo, check this out. I'm finna, I'm going to put this on the table. All married men, underneath the sound of my voice, your brother VJ, I'm going to just put something at you. I'm going to just throw something at you, beloved. There's an app called 360 Life. It's an app. It's free, beloved. Do me the biggest favor, right? Because we want to protect the village. We want to protect the homes. Download 360 on your phone and then download 360 on your white phone. And then put it on your children's phone so everybody can know where everybody is at. Now, I'm going to share some cold game with you. If you bring this up to your old lady and she be like, nah, I don't need that shit. I don't want that shit. <laughs> you know what you're dealing with, beloved. We had a new day. We doing nation building. We can't lose no more. Brother, let me tell you something. You know the importance of having conversations like that. We can't lose no more families, dog. It, somebody got to be the voice of saying the fucking family got to stay together. Somebody. Oh, niggas is talking about everything else. You go on YouTube land, Instagram land, podcast land, Spotify land. Niggas is talking about every other thing but keeping the fucking family together. Everything except for structure. Dog, we got a million black men in prison, bro. Come on, man. We got a six-figure number with females in prison. We got over a million children in foster care. We got 72% of our village. The mothers are single parents. And you niggas are talking about divorce? Because she fucked off? We can't afford no more divorces, nigga. The, the whole fucking... The village is fucked up. 
we can't do nothing but forgive and build a nation. Now nah, it's too fucked up. We can't even afford a divorce now. We are the only ethnicity walking around in America can't even fucking afford to get a divorce. Because we're going to add on to another broken home. We're watching a sister get added on to another broken home. Yeah, she made some poor decisions. The man could have helped out along the way to kind of lower the casualty rate. But look, just look where we at. Look where we at. Look where we at. We let it keep playing. Yeah. If he cheated on you, how do you think you would have felt? How do you think you would have dealt with it? One. And two, did part of you just want him to have cheated on you too so that you could feel better about what you did? Um, no. Because I'm selfish. I want my cake and eat it too. I want to cheat, but I don't want you to cheat on me. I would have lost it. What? I would have lost it if he had cheated on me. That's just how selfish I was. It, no, I want my cake and eat it too. You can't cheat, only me. Problem? Problem? Like, yeah. Did this other guy spend money on you? Not as Hell much no. as he should have. And I'll leave it there. Worth Not as much as he should have. Was it worth it? Hell no. He ain't paid tuition, buy a book, a bag. Do I have a little Gucci bag to show a little Louis Vuitton? No. I got a couple dinners and some really nice hotels. That's pretty much it. Maybe a gift here and there. Some flowers. Stop. A couple dinners. Dinners is the part that should be throwing you off. Dinners? <laughs> what kind of show y'all running over there, dog? What I tell you, beloved? What your uncle say? Hey, man, they fuck off. Right there in that path. They don't go outside their path now. You know what I'm saying? They ain't going to go all out the way to meet no nigga. They going to fuck around with a nigga right in their path. And once they start fucking with the nigga, they can only deal with them to the level of what structure they, they underneath. So if they not underneath no structure, they can go to dinner. You know what I'm saying? They can go to all these hotel rooms. Dig that. Dinner and a hotel room. You know how much time that is, my nigga? This nigga had enough time to take your green ass broad because she green in the motherfucker to dinner and to the fucking hotel bro that shit is you know what i mean now we got some responsibility in this because as men we talk all this black lives matter shit and we gonna mark when it, when a cracker killed a black man we gonna march up and down because he lost his life but don't you know family is the foundation of life family but another black man can fuck another black man's wife and break the whole family up if the man was fucking old girl beloved he owe that ex-husband now he owe that man an apology you see what i'm saying that apology come with that she knowing that he had a girlfriend which turned out to be a wife she owes that woman an apology but you know see the religion that they have gave negroes is that negroes don't have to fix and repair damages that we do to each other because the religion that massacre you is see you can just look up in the sky somewhere and say oh forgive me for sleeping with Rico's wife forgive me for sleeping with Charlie's wife and then you get up and you feel whole all over you never went to talk to Charlie though you never went to talk to Rico you didn't even god damn it you could make a fake account because if your health can be at risk 
your brother ain't actually do that. I'm saying, well, damn, you can make a fake account. You can send a letter. You can send some kind of mail. I mean, damn, you got in touch with his bitch. I know you can get in touch with his, with the husband and say, hey, beloved, hey, man, I did some appropriate things five years ago, 10 years ago with your wife, beloved. I'm sorry. Man, I should have never did that. Just I apologize for that, bro. I was mentally dead. I didn't even know no better. I fucked it up. Sister can say, Queen, I'm sorry, man. I, I, you know, I got caught. I was the one that was dealing with your husband. I know we got caught. I'm not trying to open no new wounds. I'm just trying to say, look, I'm sorry. I should have never fucked your husband. I should have never did it. I apologize. We don't do that. We the main ones talking about closure and doing somebody right and being some. No, beloved, this is freedom, justice, and equality. This is your nature. We got to make this whole. We're damaging people. The husband, her ex-husband, I should say, because they're not married no more. He's damaged. Even though he, even though he got a new wife, beloved, sometimes that new wife going to pay for shit that that first wife did. He's going to try to make her pay for it. That's why he ain't fussing with you, because he's going to put it on her. We got a lot, a lot of work to do. Because it's crazy in our vids. We'll let it keep going. Uh, big whoop. <laughs> Nothing compared to what you had at home. Nothing at remotely compared to what I had at home. What do you tell the women that are sort of in that, in the position that you were in, right? Mm-hmm. And the grass is just always greener on the other side. What, what would you tell those women that have at home and but are just bored and exhausted and mm -hmm. postpartum and yeah. tired their bodies changed the yeah. hormones everything that you could think of mm -hmm. exhausted, exhausted in their relationship you know what what would you tell that woman i would tell that woman the grass is greener where you water it mm. you cannot expect you got to work relationships and marriages are hard work when you feel that exhaustion, you got to do something about it. You got to go to your husband, go to the counselor, go to your pastor, whoever, rabbi, I don't know. You got to fix it if it's worth being fixed. Mm. I, I, so one I don't know, I'm always referencing other things, mm -hmm. but it said marriage works. And when he said works, he said it works every every morning. It, it's something works mm -hmm. in the afternoon marriage works you have to work for work. your affection you have to work for your partner you have to work on parts of yourself you have to work so when people say works they thinking that oh marriage is something that works yeah but it's no marriage works because marriage is work that's all it is that's all it is Straight up. it is constant relationship between two forgivers if you're willing to even do that if you're willing to even if do you're that. willing wow it's hard it's not easy becoming one no you can be Listen, in totality, you grow up one way, someone else grows up another way. Yep. Y'all come into one house, you got to say, okay, now all of our ideals and morals have to somewhat align. Yep. And we have to be this perfect one, one flesh, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Sounds good. But, you know, I think a lot of people, they get marriage confused with romance. Right, like yeah. the, the wedding and the honey yeah. and the yeah. pictures and the children and look at this and yeah. look at that. Do it for the gram. Doing it for the gram. It's yeah. just like after that, you got to go home and actually really like that person. Like, actually, do you like them as mm -hmm. a person? Mm -hmm. Do you like his character? Mm -hmm.
You know what I'm saying? It's hard. Where are you now? So now um, I relocated to a different state, me and my daughter, and two years ago, and I just started over. Mm. I'm dating, mm. um, and it's different. It's difficult. You know, I got married. It's trash. It's trash. Okay, it's trash. I said it's difficult. It's really trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely trash. The streets. <laughs> it's, it's, it's trash. Yo, it, they say the dating pool has pee in it. I oh. say it's straight sewage. It's not in a pool. It's sewer. Sewage. Mm. Seriously. I hate it for everybody that has to be out here dating. I don't recommend it. Zero stars, not even a half. And then you, you're, you're bringing a child into the situation. You're bringing a divorce into the situation. Yeah. You're getting older. All of these things are factors that people are looking at mm -hmm. when dating. So it's like, it's just, it's just blow after blow after, after blow. blow. Yeah. Then you still gotta, because you still have that longing for love. Let's stop a second and let's go back. Let's go back. The key thing is that um, when my man met her, and it's going back again to power, sex, and ego, which is uh, the three things that most black men get caught up in, how they make decisions. Her husband met her when they was just, they got married when they was 19. She was over 300 pounds, but she wasn't no cheater. You dig what I'm saying? She got some body work done, and then uh, there's a conversation that got to go with body work because, I mean, she's going to be more desirable. Um, if you want to heal, if you want to heal people, right? If you want to heal people, you have to go throughout the entire country and remove all the mirrors out of their home. And you can heal people in America overnight you got to get rid of those mirrors mirrors create create pride inside of a person just think right let's cook on that a little bit if every home on your block and my block took down every single mirror out of our homes we had no mirrors we'll walk out of our homes and we'll treat people better and we'll feel better overnight a lot of the anxiety anxiety that our people have and frustration and worriness and panic it'll automatically eliminate because there were no there are no mirrors right it's an interesting thing that once the mirror was created people start to die sooner when the when the world had no mirrors people live longer because it's a certain level of mental frustration and objectivity is not even there you're not really concerned about yourself you're not just doing this and doing that it's interesting how that works you want to save people, get rid of the mirror. You want to damage people, you give them more mirrors. You allow people to sit there all day and look at themselves. And they're going to find two things. Something that's wrong or something that's right. So they're going to have to get that void filled. And sometimes they go on the street to get it filled. It's crazy, beloved, but it's like that. He met the young lady at 19... She wasn't even no cheater, so she became a cheater on his watch. They never had no conversations beforehand about the dangers of the streets. You're the head of the household, bro. How are you head of a household? You never had a conversation with your wife and kids about the dangers of the streets. That what they had to watch out for. You're the head. That's why you have to check a man sometime. When he starts saying he the head, ask him what is he the head over. Let him explain it to you. 
so he know his position since he's the head. Everybody is the head. Now, okay, well, explain to me the job of the head. A woman that's naive and a man that's naive, they're going to drop the ball all the time because they're going to think what they feel outside of their home is real. They're going to think that's real. They don't know no better. They're green. they turtles. And when you see a turtle in the middle of the street, don't belong there. Too slow, shit moving too fast. That turtle belong on the sidewalk. Too green. Too fucking green. His wife was, unfortunately, she was green. It looked like she had no brothers, no uncles to tell her, hey, you gotta be careful. Like, none of that shit. Like, you know. Check it out. Let me say it this way. Let me say it this way. You know, beloved, when you work at the plant, um, you can put people name down as because the way the plants is kind of set up is that it's like family oriented. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a rule of thumb. Like you put a family member name down and you in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Who your uncle is, who your daddy is. Um, I couldn't just give out a real number, but if I'm going to just guess it, I'm going to say 80% of the females at the plant that apply and they put the uncle name down as a reference and their daddy name it. They parents, when they, they pull their uncle or their older cousin or their dad into HR and they ask about their niece or their nephew, the majority of the time they say, no, nah, don't hire him. Now, do you think they're saying, don't hire my daughter, don't hire my nephew, don't hire, pardon me, not nephew, don't hire my daughter, don't hire my niece, don't hire my granddaughter because they're hating on them? Because that's how it kind of spins off. Man, I tried to get a job at the plant. And such and such, they hated on me. Man, they ain't even, you know, they ain't even vouched for me. This now I ain't get the job there. No, men at the plant know what goes on at the plant. They know you young. They know you got a young husband. They don't want their daughter out here. They don't want their niece out here. They don't want their granddaughter out here. Because they know it's other men out here. So they say no. You you can apply all you want. It better be at another plant, but not this one. I don't want you at none of them, but damn sure. I won't let none of my... Female cut at the plant? Hell, <laughs> hell no. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? You, hey man, some of these chicks come from the hood. Man, they can't handle being around a nigga that make $38 an hour and he got everything paid for. It's just money to blow. He got nothing else to do. They can't handle that shit. He ain't doing nothing. He finna take the money. He finna trick on him. Now nah, she got a husband. He don't care. They don't care. They got 8, 10 to 12 hours with your bitch, bro. But let me guess. She ain't gonna do it because y'all went to college together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that shit up here. Y'all went to college together. Y'all was high school sweethearts. We know each other back. Yo, know, man, you know, we way back in middle school together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bitch working up here now. She looking. I'm looking too. So I'm asking the question again. I want to put the dick on your bitch. What you been doing about it? What you been doing to try to prevent that? She fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just getting close to her. And we talking every day. And I'm complimenting her every day. Meanwhile, you and your wife, y'all going through the roller coasters of life. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Right? I'm telling this to the man over 30, 35 years old. I can't get no none of these uh the young, the young niggas bitches because the young niggas too smart. They got the old lady working from home. See, young niggas come right out of college, they see the game, they learn from their uncles and shit like that, and they put their bitch, they bitches podcasting, she doing MUA videos, you know, she don't leave the crib, nigga, she works from home. 
they got that sit up sweet that way. Not your bitch. Your bitch had the job with all of us. Damn, my nigga, she fine, bro. Damn, and then she got that little. I liked when she wore them tight ass jeans on Wednesdays. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes she wear the yoga pants at this motherfucker. Sometimes they take off the steel toe, the steel toe boots, and they put on their flip flops so we can see how pretty they feet is. So we can say, damn, bro, you got, damn, baby girl, you got some pretty ass feet. What you doing this weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, check this out. I want, I want your hands to look like your feet. So, huh? He go three hundred dollars. Just what? Shit, it's cool. Just take it. I ain't tripping. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing but a little change. Ain't nothing but a little change. Put a little extra on top of it for you. Stop and get you a little bite to eat for lunch. Thank you, Mr. VJ. She ain't nothing. You know what I'm talking about? It's more where that came from, little mama. <laughs> Cause I'm looking at your wife, bro, and that sex wing is just her size. Goddamn, she a fit perfect in that motherfucker. Hmm? Now what you doing about it? I'm talking to you with your old lady that work at Home Depot. Your whole your old lady work at the warehouse. I'm talking to you. What you doing about it? What you oh you just you got some love, niggas gonna keep it. Alright, bro. Let's hear some more of this conversation about the woman who had the man that just had love and they was together at 19. They was in love. And let's just see how it all worked out. I still have that longing for love. And I still want to show my daughter a healthy relationship. Um, mm. she has a great relationship with her dad, but she understands that dad and I aren't together mm. and we're, you know, we're family, but dad has his wife and one day mommy will have a new husband. Right. So she understands. Right. Yeah. What do you think your karma is? This dating pool with right. the sewage in it. Right. <laughs> that's my karma. Right. That is my, that's what I feel like my karma is. Watching him every day. Not only that, yeah, I get to watch him with his new wife and his new life just flourish without me. He's doing so well, you know, he's doing great in his business, he's doing great in mm. school. He's just mm. amazing. He's a, he's a great guy. Mm. And I get to watch that from the back room. And, mm. and it's hard sometimes it stings. Mm. Sometimes it still stings. Mm. But, you know, I'm happy for him and... You know, I love him as my family and I want nothing but the best for him. Do you think, this is a, I just have to ask, do you think men are the prize? I mean. What do you think about that topic when people always say, well, men are the prize and they say, oh no, women are the prize. What do you, what do you, if we can get your insight on, weigh in on that. I don't subscribe to that. I feel like if you meet somebody that's worth the fight, both of you are the prize. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to that. I feel like if, if there are two people that love each other and want to be together and are willing to do the work, you both are the prize. That is so true. You know, I don't. That is so true. Yeah. And I, I, I all, never... right. all right. All right. Well said. Well said. Beloved, we're going to leave it there. Because they just doing small talk now. It's over with. She and told the whole story. And uh, I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in as we give uh, commentary on this matter. uh, We just want to encourage the family that policy got to be made off the the data that we get. You know what I mean? And uh, I like to salute the young players in the game. That's Mary Young. Many of them, which 
I absolutely know they have uh, Life 360 on their phone. I got hip to that. I'm like, that's some pretty cold game. You know what I'm saying? I like the young people. They do that. They get married. They put each other on tracking devices. They share all kind of social media with each other. Many of them, not all of them, right? Many of them are smart enough to like, they got they broad working from home. And I'm like, that's a sweet hustle. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's how I see life as well, right? In any event, what we can do is help keep the casualty rate down. Because there's some niggas doing some rapid fire at the job. It's with snipers at the job. And they got that scope out. And they got damn, you know, you see, you see that sniper boy, he is sitting in that position for hours so you get that kill. And you know what he trying to get right up in the crosshairs? Yo, bitch. <laughs> Yo, bitch is the prize. She's that new booty on duty. And all I got to do is just get close to her. Let her smell this oil, goddamn. Let her smell this oil and let her see these goddamn uh, 18 and a half inch goddamn biceps. You know, women workout brothers that they know what that means. When you got 18 inch biceps, I'm grinding hard, beloved. I'm trying to get the 19, but I'm trying to put these 18, 18 inches change biceps around your bitch. <laughs> I am the streets, my nigga. So what you gonna do about it? Right? Because believe, beloved, motherfuckers wake it up every day. They thinking just like this. They telling their partners about your wife. Man, there's a chick at the job, man. That motherfucker so fine. Yeah, yeah, she got that big ass rock, man. But I looked up on Facebook and that got them old man is square like a motherfucker. Yeah, man. You know, I'm going to see. Uh, we're going to do some. Uh, we, got some pro- we got a project coming up later this year where we got to go out of town for at least, you know what I'm saying? Anywhere between three to five days, boy, I'm going to push up on it in. Goddamn, I'm going to go, I'm going to strike at that thing in. I'm going to wait till we, you know. Because, you know, beloved, that's how it works. Especially if your bitch in the military. Ooh. Boy, they're waiting to take your, your shorty on TDY. Ooh, Lord, niggas in scope the house. Man, she finds a motherfucker when I get up the road with her. Actually, your uncles in the military. They tell you, I ain't lying, beloved. I wish I could. Listen, we can't make this kind of shit up. The military? Boy, you better get your broad out of there, boy. Them niggas players in the military. Boy, I'm coming with them niggas in shape. They fit. Yeah, man. I mean, they can keep a secret. Because the military niggas can keep a secret because they ain't from the same town your old lady from. You know what I mean? Because this, this, check this out. Check this out. I'm going to show you how the military play work. Right? Shout out to my cousin, man, who was at Fort Bragg, right? <laughs> I want to show you how the, the installation works. You know, when you uh you go visit on the base or you go kick it on the base, what the thing you learn first is that see everybody is from somewhere. It's not one city. The military is like hundreds of cities, and everybody's in one location. So you can go to one base and meet a motherfucker from St. Louis, L.A., Little Rock, Houston, Atlanta, Detroit, niggas, Cincinnati, Chicago. Miami niggas all on one base. That's a lot of flavor. You know who want to get a taste of that flavor? <laughs> Yo, bitch. Because she's there with him. Now, she from old goddamn bubblegum Mississippi, some motherfucking where. Nigga keep running Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? Goddamn 
a nigga watched back Tennessee, deep in the woods, ain't never really been around no city boys, just some country shit. And then she, you know, she from Cotton Ball, Georgia, and then she come up and get into the service, and now, hmm, she around somebody from New York City. She never seen a guy from Brooklyn before. She never knew, you know, that guys from Harlem exist. She never knew. She around a nigga from Philadelphia, goddamn. Now, what is the chances? Cotton, Georgia, and goddamn, she, you know, she get a chance to meet a nigga from Harlem now. Because if she stayed in a little country-ass city, it never would have happened. She meet a nigga from Miami now. Now what? That flavor a little different, and but let me guess, because I know how pride and ego and power think. We was I known her since we was in high school. <laughs> no, this is weird. I, 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 hey, that's my high school sweetheart. That's my college sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, she in the military now. Yeah, I know, I know that's your high school sweetheart. She driving trucks now. Yeah, yeah, she, she, uh, she got the plant now, beloved. Yeah, I, I know that's your. Yeah, but she working right up here, right next to me at Costco's, right next to me at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Right next to me at Amazon up here. She right, right here, right next to me at the post office. I see her every day. I compliment her every motherfucking day when I see her. Man, goddamn, she thinks she's pretty. Yeah, yeah. Every time I come to the restaurant, she here. We work together. You know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think we, we can leave it there. Peace and black power to your family. Beloved, I thank you guys so much for listening. I said all that to say this. I want to encourage brothers to be thinkers. To be the generals that I know that is in your wheelhouse to be. I know you're a general. you just so trapped up in not paying attention that the streets want your family. Now, we know in real life, beloved... I would never hit on no man. I ain't into no shit like that. Shit corny as a motherfucker. Backbone, man. I got a backbone. What the fuck I look like? I ain't finna bend over and sneak in. It's <laughs> nah, I'll pass. Most importantly, though, I love the black family too much. Man, I, I'm not gonna fuck up nobody's family. To get an orgasm, it's not happening, bro. I won't do no shit like that. Even if your bitch do hit on me, I ain't gonna do nothing but turn it down. I love your family. We a nation building. What the fuck I look like? I want to tear down somebody's dynasty? No, I'm... We a nation, man. I don't want your lady. We, this is nation building time. We can't be fucking nobody wives and fucking nobody husbands in nation building time. It just can't happen. Beloved, it just can't happen. But the reality is there's a segment of our population that we call the streets. Do you know what we call that when you have a knowledge of self? We don't say the streets. You know we, the term we use? We say mentally dead. The nigga that's pushing up on your wife, beloved, he's mentally dead. It's a bunch of mentally dead niggas out here. You got to know it. I ain't got to know it. You got to know it. When you do know it, you have to build structure. Structure and order lessen the number of casualties. Can we at least agree on that? Right? And we'll leave it there. Peace and black power to your family. Man, we thank you guys so much for listening. We thank you guys so much for hanging out. Beloved, this is indeed Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. I am your brother. 
and your uncle vj beloved i will be getting up with you guys later peace but my sister cheating on her husband with so good right april everything okay yeah everything's fine you know i really enjoy spending time with you i know i enjoy spending time with you too maybe a little too much Alonzo, I think we should... Hey, Paula, what are you doing here? The question is, what are you doing here? Know your non-stepping wannabe a player thing talking to me like that. Paula, please stop. I can't believe y'all out here kissing in a car like you in high school. Alonzo, I'm gonna meet you inside. You all right? Yes. You better get inside before I cause a scene out here. Please, please go. I'm going. Make you lose your license. I'm going. What? Home wrecker. Thanks for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Anchor, Spotify and Facebook. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment on the podcast. Your opinion of what you just heard is important to the platform. So yes, beloved, your comments are the engine and fuel to the machine. Stay blessed and have a powerful day.